This episode may contain content of a graphic nature. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. I'm Nikki. And I'm Mariah. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Body to Burial. Okay, so this week we have Kyle. Now, Nikki, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Kyle, but we're not going to speculate about him. And I don't want you to ask me any questions because I think this one really needs to be delivered firsthand by Kyle. Okay. 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 So Kyle is the co-owner of Save My Ink Forever, where they do post-mortem tattoo preservation. Now, I'm sure you have a question and you're asking me, you're thinking, Mariah, I need you to clarify that. I don't know what post-mortem tattoo preservation is. Okay. And you're right. You don't. Okay. 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 You don't know. Okay. And what you think it is is not what it is. I, I, I'm thinking a lot of things, so I don't know. Yeah. And that's perfect. And just stay right there. I need you to just buckle up into your chair and come on this journey with me. I'm going to bring Kyle in here. Okay. And Kyle's going to tell us what he does because you need to hear it firsthand. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm buckling up for our journey and I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Just trust me. It's going to be, I will say it's going to be a little wild, but it's going to be a fun journey. So bear with me. Okay. I'm excited. I have so many questions. Okay. I'm ready. Let me get him. Kyle, can you hear What's us? Yes. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. How are you? We're doing great. Thank you for taking time this afternoon to chat with us. No, absolutely. My pleasure. So what is Save My Ink Forever? So Save My Ink Forever is the only company in the world that offers commercial postmortem tattoo preservation. And so what does that mean? So postmortem tattoo preservation, basically in a nutshell, is that when someone passes away, they would contact us and they would fill out the necessary authorization forms in order to have their loved one's tattoo be excised and commercially preserved and framed into an art memorial keepsake. Okay. So I'm just going to ask a clarifying question that may be silly and slightly graphic. So I apologize. I'm looking at my arm. I have tattoos on my arm. Mm -hmm. Your company would take my actual skin and preserve it. Correct. It's not like transferred um, onto some paper. No, or it's not a it's not a lithograph or anything like that. It's the actual piece of the person, the actual memorialization of their art. But I suppose I should clarify because it isn't just postmortem tattoos that we do. We've actually had people reach out to us for various reasons that have to have amputations done where they don't want to part with that tattoo. So we've actually uh-huh. been able to do tattoo procurement for people that are having amputations or things excised. I didn't even think about that. That's incredible. Are you the owner of Save My Ink Forever? The creator, the founder? Uh, I'm co-owner. So my my dad actually owns it. You know, people, I think generally like the mortician, they think of uh, this really just dry co- cookie cutter, like the traditional image. When you think of a funeral director, like if you were to look it up in the dictionary, you have that image of this guy with real pale skin wearing a bow tie, like something out of like the monsters. But no, I, I, I broke the mold on that one. But yeah, I'm a third generation. My granddad, uh, his first name was actually Brooks Eugene, but he went by Gene. So they called him Mean Gene, the embalming machine. <laughs> I 
Uh huh. Yeah, he he actually embalmed Chef Boyardee. No. What? Yeah, the spaghetti was meatballs, raviolis, beef no! and yeah. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, was, uh-huh. Well, that's that a was... claim to fame. Look at that family yeah. story. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. We've had some famous people. We did some work in Carrot Pops family, uh, West Craven. Wow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, wild. his favorite was Chef Boyardee. <laughs> that's, that is a good one. Okay. I have so many questions. <laughs> Take it away, <laughs> Nikki. <laughs> okay. I'm just thinking that if my skin is off my body how does that not shrivel up and all the colors and stuff and everything doesn't look like a tattoo anymore Um, well that's part of our proprietary process so we worked two years perfecting our process in order to have it ready for commercial use you could say and then i have so i I have so many questions i have 10 million (laughs) in my head okay so i died and I have tattoos as well. And my kids want to keep them or whatever the case is. And I go to the funeral home and then you guys come in. And then is it just like a top layer, that very thin layer of skin? Uh, well, no, we it? actually get the whole dermis. So your skin actually is comprised of seven layers. So we're getting the seven layers. And the reasoning behind that is because if you think about it, or, or maybe you haven't realized But when you're actually getting a tattoo, the ink sits within the second and third layer of skin. So we can't take just the top layer because you wouldn't be getting the full tattoo. Oh, okay. And then what do you do with the other layers that aren't tattooed? Is that just like padding? Yeah, in in essence, (laughs) a a backdrop for the tattoo. But so the reason why we take the whole seven layers is because the body being the miraculous wonder that it is, it still recognizes the ink as a poison. So the longer you've had a tattoo, the deeper into the layers of skin it goes because it draws the ink into the body. And so that's why over time, the tattoos kind of become more faded and washed out because they're going deeper into those layers of skin. So in our process, one of the things that we do is sometimes we'll remove the first or second layer of skin to get closer to where the ink is actually sitting within the dermis. So through our process, a lot of the faded tattoos become more clear. The colors become more vibrant because we're getting you actually closer to where the ink is sitting. So sometimes the tattoo appears even more vibrant than when it was when it was on you because it's kind of like cleaning a dirty window, so to speak. Okay. Yes. I'm looking at some of your pictures on your website and I'm thinking those are really bright colors, but that explains it. There's a misconception that we like re-tattoo the tattoos or whatever. And that's not the case. That's part of our proprietary process. Yeah. Cause there's some really bright ones on here, like colorful ones that I was thinking either they died just when they got that or. Oh. No. So that's, that's why we thought quite a bit about it. And that's why it took us two years to develop the process because the preserving the skin isn't the difficult part of it. The difficult part is actually preserving the art itself. And depending what you do to it, you can draw the ink out of the skin where you kind of make the tattoo disappear, uh, which obviously would be horrifying. So that's again, why we developed that two-year process. I have so many more questions in my head. Okay. So now that you just said that, when you guys were trying to figure that out, do you have like a guinea pig or are you doing it like, like how? <laughs> um, essence, if you want to call it a guinea pig, yes. Okay. But what we did was um, we kind of didn't exchange where we took out an ad for people that wanted tummy tucks. We offered free tummy tucks if they agreed to get five tattoos 
in the area where that skin was going to be excised. And in essence, we would pay for their tummy tuck if they willed us or donated us their tattoos that they had on that tummy tuck area. And yeah. that's how we obtained practice tattoos. How many people signed up for that tummy tuck? Uh, five or six, I believe. So it was like 30 tattoos. And people still will email us asking if we're offering tummy tucks. Still, no, we are not. No, your <laughs> research no, is good. closed. Yeah, appreciate it. But yeah, no, we've gotten all the tummy tucks we need for a lifetime. That's so crazy. So ingenious. Yeah, in- ingenious or absolutely crazy. One of the two, but both, you know, uh, both. Yeah. Is there, there's got to be a lot of rules that go along with this. Of course, there's a lot of rules that go along with it. But so where it becomes and why our general counsel specializes in the area of funeral law is because that is what jurisdiction these tattoos fall under because a person passes away. You follow funeral law versus standard laws. So each state has their own funeral revised code. And so we follow the funeral revised code. And the only state we can't operate under right now is the state of Washington, but all other states were good. Why not Washington? Because they specifically within their revised code have a statute that says disposition has to take place as a whole. So obviously excising the tattoo, they are no longer whole. So Uh, it's pretty cut and dry, black and white that we can't do that. Oh, that's interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So we're trying to work with the funeral board and the funeral laws within the state of Washington to try to get that portion of it changed so that we can operate within Washington. Never heard of this before. This is very fascinating. Uh (laughs) Yeah, each state has their own funeral regulations, but that's what keeps the funeral industry in a whole in good standings. What made you even think that this was a possibility? How did you guys even create this? Uh, A few drinks. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. So I'm a mortician by trade and we started seeing all these new innovative things that were coming out as far as having ashes turned into stones, ashes put into blown glass. And we kind of thought, well, people put cremains on their mantelpiece. In actuality, embalming is the art of preserving an entire person. And so we started to see a change in the funeral industry as a whole, where cremation was becoming more popular, civilization was becoming more mobile, where they were traveling more and they weren't always passing away in the same state that they were born. But mainly it became a customization of funerals. People are getting away from the cookie cutter funerals that we've always known. So along with that, we had a friend approach us and they were like, we want to preserve my tattoo. So we started looking into it and it just made sense. But we also weren't the first people to do this. It's been done in several different places. You have the doctor in Japan that was preserving the Yakuza bodysuits. Pirates were doing it ahead of time. But we thought with the number of people that have tattoos, as well as the meaning behind tattoos, you know, it it became something that we just became passionate about and we wanted to do. That's really interesting. My other question is, so it's preserved and I, it's now on my wall hanging at my house. Do I have to do maintenance throughout the years on it? Or once it's preserved, it's preserved for life? No, it, it's preserved. And, and we get that question a lot. But the best way to describe it is treat it like a fine piece of art, which obviously most people don't have an issue with because it's their loved one and it is part of the remains. But as long as you treat it like a fine piece of art, it'll be fine. Yeah, because I wasn't sure if eventually it loses its magic. No, or and we do put nitrogen gas within the seal frame to also help 
ensure the uh, preservation. Okay, so the frame itself is sealed. Like it's not yeah. just a uh, frame I can get from Michael. No, no, no. All of our framing is done up to archival standards. So we have UV protective glass is all archivally done. So it is a sealed frame. So obviously taking it out of the frame would negate, you know, any kind of guarantees that we have of it lasting. But that's why I said you wouldn't take the Mona Lisa out of the frame. So that's why you don't do it with this. That's why I specify you treat it like a fine piece of art. Right. You ask a question because I don't want to hog it. Because <laughs> I um, can keep going no, and going fine. and going. You're, you're fine. <laughs> okay. So mine is more like the process. How does that work, Kyle? So I'm in Tennessee. So I passed away here. I want to preserve my tattoos. How do I go about doing that with your company? So I'm going to give you broad brushstrokes because we won't go into like our actual preservation process that we keep a trade secret. Basically, one of two things will happen. Either A, the family will reach out to us and let us know that they want this done, or B, we'll get a call from the funeral home saying that they've got a family here that wants this done. From there, we send either the funeral home or the family our authorization form. And this authorization form is permission to excise tissue for the purpose of preservation. And so similar to funeral law, we follow the chain of custody for disposition. And what that means is there is a hierarchy or a chain of command for who controls the right of disposition for somebody. So number one would be someone who's court appointed. Number two would be spouse. And then if neither of those exist, then it would fall into a group class. What I mean by that is adult siblings. And in that instance, if there are four siblings that are in charge of mom's funeral, all four of them would have to sign off on the tattoo preservation process. And that, you know, keeps things legal. It ensures there's no fighting among the families. So that's why we require the whole group of class of individuals sign off. So they would sign off on that and they would circle on our anatomical guide where the tattoo is located, a brief description size so that there's no mess ups. Also, you give the funeral home permission to take a photo of the tattoo if you actually want to physically ID what tattoo we're talking about. From there, once all of our legal forms are complete, the excision process takes place. The tattoo is then shipped back to us where we do our preservation and then our archival framing. From there, the tattoo is either shipped back to the funeral home to present to the family or shipped back to the family. So the whole process takes about three months to complete. So summarize in Tennessee, and let's just say you're in like Florida somewhere. So you don't physically come out to Tennessee to get the tattoo. The funeral homes are the ones that are removing it. Yeah, we have an instructional video for the embalmer, and then we compensate the embalmer, the funeral home for the actual time in excising the tattoo, because it's obviously not feasible for us to be flying all around the country to collect these tattoos. It also wouldn't be done in a timely manner, hence why we work closely hand-in-hand with the funeral homes. We also have a network of trade embalmers located in each state. For any funeral home that doesn't feel comfortable, we can have one of our trade embalmers come in and excise the tattoo. Okay, that answers my next question, because I was going to say, does everyone know how to remove it like you guys would remove it? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) and that's partially why we send them an instructional video that properly demonstrates how to excise the tattoo in a safe manner also up to our standards. But with that being said, I can assure you any licensed embalmer is more than capable of completing this process. Okay. I have two questions on that. How long do you have to get the tattoo after someone has passed? So I'm going to give you a generic answer, which is that depends. 
because there's a lot of things that go into it. No one can guarantee how quick natural processes, so to speak, will take mm -hmm. place. But most laws require that after 24 hours, the person be put into refrigeration. So obviously that delays natural processes. We like to be notified within 48 hours of someone passing, but that too doesn't have to be removed within 48 hours because there's a lot of things that are involved with that. You know, sometimes people go to a medical examiner, in which case generally they're at the medical examiner for at least 48 hours. So it, it really all depends. We've been able to take a tattoo and preserve it from somebody that was deceased for three weeks. So it's a wide variable in regards to the condition of the person, the environment that the person's in. We've even had an instance where someone was in the water for hours and we were still able to preserve the tattoo. So it really all depends, but just the rule of thumb is that we like to be notified within 48 hours. And then obviously we're in close contact with the funeral home to ensure certain natural processes aren't happening, which allows us to know that we can salvage the tattoo. And then my next question is because you keep mentioning the embalmer. So do you have to be embalmed to have this done or no, our, our, our tattoo preservation process can be done pre-embalming or post-embalming so that we don't hinder any funeral arrangements, whether you're having an open casket visitation or whether you're being cremated. So this process doesn't hinder the actual funeral itself. Is there a size restriction when it comes to how much you can take? Uh, there is not. We've done a full body suit up in Saskatoon, Canada. Well, 80% of a full body suit. So there are no size restraints. We've done anywhere from a full body suit up to a ring finger tattoo from a wedding band. What about my face? I don't have face tattoos, but if I did. So we won't preserve full face tattoos. So if you had your whole face tattooed, we won't preserve the full face uh, we would preserve a tattoo from the face where you couldn't actually tell that it's a full face. And we also won't do genital tattoos because the whole thing behind it is we're trying to maintain the dignity and a respect level. We don't want to be considered any more of a sideshow freak act. So we do things to the utmost dignity and respect. We wouldn't want to see a full face <laughs> preserved on a wall. And obviously the same goes with genitals. So we try to still maintain the respect aspect of what we're doing. How long is it to do like a full body suit? Obviously that's going to take longer, but how long is it to do a little tiny arm one to the full body suits? On a standard tattoo, let's just say five by five, that's going to be within the three month time period. A full body suit, because there's a lot more preparation, a lot more work involved, could be closer to five months. Oh, five months. Okay. Yeah. And that's all going to depend on how you want the full body suit displayed. The one that we have advertised, it was broken up into different sections. Like they wanted the chest piece individual. They wanted the arms and back together. And then the leg pieces individual. In some instances, of they may want the whole bodysuit to be remained intact. We've done it where the full bodysuit mounted on a mannequin form so that it would be like a full. Uh, like a statue, life size uh, person? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Has that then just put in glass? Because it still has to be behind something, no? Right. So we did it one time with an arm where we had the arm piece on 
uh, an arm mannequin, so to speak. And then we had it similar to what you would see in the museum where you then have the squared off acrylic glass go over top and it could even rotate if it wanted to. That full bodysuit where you see it in an acrylic case, that was done by a museum company. That one we didn't do in-house. We had it done at an actual full-on archival company where they custom built the boxes. I was picturing the body exhibit. I don't know if you've ever seen Oh that. yeah, of course I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was picturing where it's life-size veins and whatever. That's what I was picturing when you were saying the tattoo. I'm like, okay, it sounds like the body exhibit. Yeah. I mean, we can do that, but again, that would be for someone where that was their cup of tea, which obviously isn't. With our frame tattoos, one of the things that we will tell people is that when we're done, it looks more like parchment paper. You know, you could put it up with other pieces of art and you wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, that's skin. It looks more like parchment. Whereas in the instance of a full bodysuit, you, you know what it is. And uh, some people are into that. But for the people that aren't, that's why we offer the flat framing. Yeah, it almost looks as if when you're going into a tattoo shop and they have the pictures right, the clip on art the on the wall. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the body exhibit with. Right. Uh... And, and obviously with a full bodysuit 3D mounted, you would know what that is. And some people want that. Um, others don't. So that's why for the general population, so to speak, we have it done in that style where you wouldn't have the knee-jerk reaction of, oh my God, it's skin on the wall. You wouldn't be able to tell. And is it pretty thin when the skin is removed in all those seven layers? If you look at it from the side, is it raised or is it pretty flat too, like paper? Different parts of the body have different thicknesses of skin. It depends on where the skin is taken from. Like obviously you could probably tell by feel your skin on your throat or your fingers and toes a lot thinner than say skin on your butt or your back. When it's in the frame from the side, you can't see. No, no, no. The way that we do our framing, the tattoo is recessed into the frame. And then we have the border framing that goes around it. So that kind of creates like a shadow box. So you can't necessarily get a clear visual from the side to be able to tell whether or not the skin is thicker or thin. Okay, got it. How much does this cost? So that's going to depend on the size of the tattoo, but it starts off at $1,699. And that would be for a five inch by five inch tattoo below. And then it goes up roughly $100 an inch. And that pricing, again, includes everything. So the excision, the shipping, the preservation, the archival framing, and then you get into custom price quotes when you get into kind of custom pieces. What I mean by that is like full back piece, full sleeves, full legs, full chest things of that nature where it isn't just as easy as measuring inches. How long have you guys been in business? So 2016 is when we actually got our proprietary process stable for commercial use, but the idea came to life in early 2014. What is the most unique tattoo that you've taken off of someone? Most unique? I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, my favorite part of it is like getting the story behind the tattoos and we've had some pretty interesting ones i think one of my favorite and it it sounds weird saying like favorite because someone passed away but we had a gentleman who had a a fishing rod tattooed on him that said papa so it was a tattoo dedicated to his grandfather and the tattoo was done by his uncle And so obviously it was a memorial piece, but in the meantime, his uncle had passed away. So the woman who's getting this tattoo, in essence, 
from the tattoo has all three generations of family members within this tattoo. So she has her father, her brother, and her son. So it's kind of sad, the fact that it's three generations, but it shows you the significance that these tattoos can have to someone left behind. So within that tattoo, she has a remembrance or a memorial of of three generations of family members. So that was kind of cool. Another one, and it was kind of interesting, it was the only time that we've done it or had this request, but we would do it again, is a mother was able to save her son's tattoo and it said, Mommy's Little Monster. But one of the things that we were able to do is we also incorporated a lock of his hair into the frame. So it made it even more sentimental. And one of the things that we can do, which we had to do with this gentleman, I figured I would touch base on it, is in the autopsy or the medical examination process, the tattoo was actually cut through. And we are able to piece together the tattoos or seam them back together, even though they've been cut through, through a medical examination or through an organ donation process. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Even though a tattoo has been cut through, we can piece it back together like one morbid puzzle. What about if your tattoo is like, because I have one on my ankle that I've had for a really long time that's kind of faded. Will you touch that up? We don't, we don't need to. It becomes more clear. We did an original Sailor Jerry tattoo that was on a 96-year-old gentleman that he got it. Uh, World War II Sailor Jerry tattoo of a hula girl. And obviously you've seen some of those really old tattoos on people where you can't even tell what it is. And uh, yeah, it clears up because of that process that we use. So like I said, any faded tattoos do become more clear. Obviously they're not going to look brand new, but you can at least tell what it is. Okay. I have a question now that you said that, because when you're older, let's just say 96 and your skin's a little bit looser and that tattoo now is looser, when you're restoring it and you make it like tight, does it distort it? No, no, it, it doesn't distort it. You can tell that it's on older skin because most older skin has like liver spots and stuff now. But no, it looks better than it did on the wrinkly skin, so to speak. <laughs> okay. You're like yeah. restoring it to like my 40 year old skin, maybe. Well, we restore it to its former glory. So it does look better. And people have definitely been pleased with the degree in which we've been able to restore it. I was picturing it. It was like a hula girl. And then now it's just like a bigger hula girl when you stretch No, it no, <laughs> no, we don't, we don't, uh, uh, no, we're not like okay. stretching it out to blow it up where it's like, okay. yeah, it, it, like, like it was the shrinky dinks where like they expand yeah, in the water. Yeah yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. No, it's not like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because that's what I was picturing when you said hula girl on a night. Yeah, the, the seven inch hula girls now seven foot tall, life size. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. How many of these do you do within like a month? Um, Well, it's kind of finite because like it goes in streaks. So I could give you like a, a year. Uh, we'll do a few hundred in a year. How do you get your word out? How do people find out about you? Uh, well, that's kind of the beauty. When you're the only company in the world that does it, people tend to seek you out. It kind of advertises on its own, especially with how unique it is. But I mean, we have social media, we have our website. And obviously, if anybody just Googles tattoo preservation, we come up 
immediately. So anybody that is looking for it has found us. But we've been publicized in Ink Magazine, Tattoo Do. We were just in the New York Times. And then on the other side of the business, we've been in Funeral Business Advisor Magazine, ICCFA. So it, it's been fun because generally when you start a business, you only have one market to tap into. But in this instance, we're tapping into two markets in the sense that we need to let the funeral industry know that we are here, that we're reputable, that we're credible, that this is something that can be done. And then on the same token, we're letting uh, the general population of tattooed individuals know that we are here. And to the tattoo artists, you know, the work that they're doing today is crazy. They're modern day Michelangelo's and Rembrandt's, but their medium is ink and skin instead of parchment and paper. The work that they're doing now is incredible. And we're predicting that sometime in the future, it's possible that you could have an art gallery of preserved tattoos with some of the work that that they're doing. Yeah, they do portraits of people's faces where it looks like a picture. It's insane. right. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you can go on Instagram and just check out some of the work that's being done, whether it's portraits or scenery. But like I said, the work that they're doing today is just mind blowing. We've come a long way from the tribal individual needle poking to what it is today. Yeah, exactly. It's This is very interesting. <laughs> yeah, we're used to that reaction. You either love it or you hate it. We recognize that we're not for everybody and we're okay with that. Right? But I mean, it's interesting and it's so neat for the people that it is for. Right, right. That they have this option and yeah. it's better than a picture. And that that's the thing. We've gotten comments where people are like, I couldn't imagine the funeral director handing me an urn and saying, this is your son or your husband. Um, with the tattoo, I have an actual piece of them that I get to see daily and I saw their tattoos daily and this is a, the actual piece of them. It feels like they're home. And that's what we try to explain to people is because obviously you can have that knee jerk reaction where you're like, oh my God, skin, blah, blah, blah. But when you actually break it down for what it is, I mean, again, you're putting ashes on a mantle and having it in your home. The art of embalming is preserving an entire person. And then we go and visit a headstone that is supposed to represent them. You know, mothers save pieces of umbilical cords, save their kids baby teeth. The Victorians made hair necklaces of the deceased. So in our opinion, in the scheme of things of what people have done to memorialize individuals and loved ones, we don't think we're that wild once you actually see what we do, how we do it, and the end result. You know, the imagination of what it looks like and what we're doing, in our opinion, is much worse than the actual result of what we're doing itself. Oh, 100%. Once my mom passed away, before that, I thought, oh, I could never do this and I could never do that and I would never do this. And then we have a piece of her hair and I never thought that I would be doing that. And, right, right. But and it doesn't sound too far off when you're in the situation and that's the person that you love. Right. When you actually break it down for what it is. I think it becomes a uh, less wild of an idea. 100%. Yeah. At first you're like, oh, what? No, I would never. And then if I was in the situation, I would think I might, I could. Well, you know? right. And once you started gazing through the gallery of some of the ones that we show, it's probably not what you would initially expect. No, not at all. And, and that's why I say the imagination can amplify things and make things a, a lot worse than what they actually are. Think of the same concept of when you're watching a scary movie. You find your, your heart pounding harder and you're getting on the edge of your seat, but it's just a movie. But that's all attributed to your imagination. 
I think we'll just wrap it up with just a few easy, fun questions to to lighten the mood. <laughs> kind of, kind of lighten the mood. I mean, mine's always morbid, but um, you know, if you were to pick your last meal, what would it be? Lighten Ooh, that mood, well, right? <laughs> I, I see. I see how you've really lightened the mood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, it's hard because I'm a foodie. Um, but it would probably be either a really good steak or seafood of some sort. Why not both? Surf and turf. Well, I don't know. I'm, is this like death row where I'm on a $75 budget? Or I mean, would it be otherwise, you know, like imported Wagyu, uh, Japanese Wagyu, Kobe beef, uh, some some sushi and some red Alaskan king crab legs. There you, there go. you go. That sounds better. What kind of <laughs> cocktail are we having? Ooh, it depends. Um... I am a fan of an extra dirty martini. I mean, like dirty, dirty, like brackish, you know, uh, swamp water looking, uh, but only if it is accompanied with with blue cheese stuffed olives. Mm. If it's regular olives, it's no go. Uh, It's got to be blue cheese stuffed olives. All right. I have a quick one. What what do you collect? What do you have a lot of? What do I collect? I don't Tattoos. Yeah. 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 I'm the morbid tattoo collector. Um, Besides that. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't really collect. Well, and this goes to like, if you have an artist mind, you appreciate all forms of art, whether it be cooking or music. So for me, uh, I like cooking and I like going to restaurants and experiencing new food. So I have things within my cooking repertoire that I'm determined to perfect, so to speak. I want to be able to cook the perfect steak. I want the best chicken soup broth possible or pho broth um so cooking is is my vice uh that's my stress relief there you go that that will follow up to what i always ask people too is what is their hobbies but i feel like they could be one in the same yeah yeah I, i think generally your hobbies fall into your passions of things because you can't have a hobby if you're not passionate about it exactly mariah you got one last one sure i feel like Let's get to know you a little better, Kyle. When you're doing your dishes, you're cooking your delicious dinner. Do you rinse your dishes off before they go in the dishwasher or do they just go straight in? God, it's like a dating question. (laughs) Um, It is. We're going to weed you out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, I I rinse them because I don't want to have to pay a plumber to come unclog my dishwasher because I was lazy. Well, I appreciate that. That yeah. makes me feel better. I'll be able to sleep knowing you load your dishwasher correctly. Now I'm terrible at loading the dishwasher. Oh, don't uh, tell me that. You know, uh, people have their set ways. If it fits, I it's going in. Kyle, you're a delight. <laughs> and what you do is amazing and super I cool. That. And I I, Nikki and I had no idea what to expect going into this. And so fun and so neat and such a tribute. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But uh, w- important thing I think I should mention, obviously, is check out our social medias. We post a lot of our tattoos or at least the ones that we have permission to post on there. You can also get a sense of my dry humor because I post a lot of memes that I find funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's <laughs> don't that's hate great. on me for my memes. You got to find the humor in life as long as you're above the green. It's a good day. Thank you for spending some time with us. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. It's been a good time. And obviously, if you need anything, you know how to get a hold of me. And other than that, don't take it personally. Hope not to see you for a long time. I mean, I, 
that's the best sign off we've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you for talking with us. No, absolutely. You guys uh, have a good one. Okay, are you still with me or did you bail out <laughs> mid journey? No, I'm still with you. I'm here. He's so funny that it just makes it so light and not scary. It's and it's beautiful. The pictures are amazing on his Instagram and his uh, website. Yep. Yeah. And by the way, we will put those in the show notes. We'll put his Instagram and his website. Go look at the pictures. They really are incredible. And like Nikki kept referencing, they're so vibrant. It's wild. Yeah. And it's not what you think. Before I saw the pictures, I'm thinking like a bearskin rug is what I was thinking in my head. <laughs> <laughs> just like a floppy, loose piece of skin, just like with a push pin through it to your wall. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at first I was thinking that, and I had so many things going through my head before I found out what it really was. And once again, my movie references, all I kept thinking was Silence of the Lambs, like, came into my head. You know what I mean? Like a skin suit or something. So that's my original, that was my original thought. I mean, to be fair, they did do a full body suit, so. Yeah, but it also wasn't like Silence of the Lambs, obviously. But that's, my when you first said skin, I'm like, oh. Picturing, picturing that and then I pit was picturing mm. a lot and then I pictured bearskin rug and then but then no it was nothing like that it was nothing like what was in my head and it's really interesting no, no it's super super unique and way special. unique and I didn't even I didn't even think about really like the amputees and yes. that kind of desire to keep something that maybe was special to you or meaningful to you. Incredible. Incredible. Didn't even know this was a job. Blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And Kyle, as an individual, is hilarious and fun. And I mean, I would love to go have a martini with him (laughs) next time he pops into town. Just a delight. An absolute delight. It's one of those jobs that when you initially hear about it, you're like, what the is happening? And then when he explains it and you really talk about, then you start to think about the families and the people. Cause that's what I was putting myself in. Like, what if my mom had a tattoo and when you're in it and that's your person, it doesn't sound so different and it doesn't sound so weird. You know what I mean? Like it's something that I thought I couldn't wrap my head around, but then once he starts explaining it and then you get on a more personal and, and it's very respectful level, I'm like, "Mm, I might do it. You never know. You never know where the world takes you when you lose your person and you want something that is them that they love too. So loved it. Didn't know this was a job and it was really fascinating to me. Well, I'm glad you stuck it through and you stayed on the journey with me. I think it's super rad. Definitely go check out the pictures. Do yourself a favor. They're very neat, very cool, very respectful. Check it out. All right. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We do encourage you to follow us at Instagram at Body to Burial. Hit us up on Twitter at Body to Burial. And you guessed it, you can send us an email to hello at bodytoburial.com. If you have any guest suggestions, just let us know. Please hit the subscribe button or follow button on whatever app you are listening to. Thanks so much, guys. See you next time.